When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. B-Sides, where we take pop music seriously, but not ourselves. Definitely not ourselves today. Definitely not today. We've had a, we, women in tech, we've had some Women in technology. This is a class on women in STEM Mm -hmm. and about perseverance when garbage band, garbage band. (laughs) Garbage band is, is how I like to call it now. Yeah. We're, you know, we're still figuring things out. GarageBand and Macintosh computers. And Macintosh? More like Smackintosh. It's just More like Macintosh. Macintosh. (laughs) That's perfect. That's what our day has been like today. TM. But we're ready. We're here. We're here. So welcome to this personal hell besides the podcast. That's us. Where we take pop music seriously, but not ourselves. Yes. This podcast is for lefties who love pop. For people who love Carly Rae Jepsen and want to see the fall of capitalism in our time. And it's just for people who believe that pop music matters, which is, you got three of us right here. Yes, we three believe it. Pop music matters. We're here. We do. So I'm Mimi. I'm Becky. I'm Hannah Zoe. And here we are. We're here today. Let's do it. So what's going on today with you guys? What are you guys been up to? Well, you two have been up to with The Bachelorette. Big time. That's what I know to be true. I'm still thinking about it. It aired last night. Um, And if you guys let us know in the comments if you're into the Bachelorette recaps, because I can spot you to myself, but I think Mimi will agree. We could throw a little two-minute recaps in in the beginning while it's happening. (laughs) We can absolutely do that every time. It is not too tall of an order. Yes. I think my goal um, when I was thinking about this podcast was to start something called the B-Side that people think is about music, but then we bait and switch it and it turns out that the B stands for bachelorette and then that's what actually this is about wow turns out i could do i mean mimi and i were just talking about our favorites from the season huge fans of tyler Mm -hmm. c Mm -hmm. he's very like calm cool and collected but also seems genuine and that's sort of like ideal in a man that's what you want that's what you want especially yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're characters and he's so hot yeah just like wrap those arms around me, right? Yeah, he's like that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the number one, and then everything else is just gravy. So yes, yeah. Um, we were also talking about the music selections. Yeah. How it's how how around what is this episode three? Yeah, we episode three. Yeah, around episode three, there's always sort of like a musical spotlight, yeah. like. The Bachelor Bachelorette goes on a one-on-one date. Yeah. Uh, and they always end up, like, in some sort of cinematic situation where there's, like, fireworks or something along those lines, like a, a skyline in the distance. And there's always, like, a band or something, and they're just slow dancing alone to this, like, band on a stage at a venue of yes. some sort. 
And it's always sort of like an odd. It's always sort of odd. Right, and sometimes Becky? there's an odd. It's and sometimes odd. It's not. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely odd. However, I do think this is how a lot of country singers, yeah. it's mostly country singers, mm-hmm. get their start. And it's a perfect audience for them. A couple years ago, I think it was JoJo season, the band Dan and Shay mm-hmm. was on. And now they're pretty huge. I think maybe they, and I wonder like how much of their fan base actually ends up getting from appearing on The Bachelorette. Are they, when I drink tequila? Yeah. Baby, I still see ya. Mm-hmm. Out of them. Some yeah. kind of them. And also, sometimes there's like an episode where like a contestant finds themselves through music. Like Chris in, whose season was that? In Becca's season, mm-hmm. um, who had to like find himself on a journey through oh, songwriting. Yeah. Because like people cannot express their emotions unless there's music playing in the background yeah or like some other gimmick i love that yeah yeah and also on becky's Be- becky season no, i'm dreaming <laughs> on they had betty who yes oh yeah my love yeah yeah and that was so that is important and we do need to talk about and acknowledge that Very but that was like a that was a like almost at the end like right. he knew enough about her to know her favorite artists and right. set it up in this like high school situation right and Betty who was definitely a curveball for the bachelor totally oh my totally goodness. yeah um, but we stand let us know if you discovered a artist you like by watching the bachelor or bachelorette that would be amazing to hear yeah i love it all right yeah that's my great. Mike for Bachelor. I'm just putting it out in the eth- in the ether now, and yeah. I'm going to come back to this. Fingers crossed that it comes through. True. That's what manifestation is. Yes, yeah. it's about putting all your energy you here first, folks. Podcast about the Bachelor you want to see in the world. <laughs> Gandhi, make it happen. Direct <laughs> we know that. Um, I don't know if there's anything else like that I've been listening to in particular. There's a band that I realize is not new because actually they're, I feel like I discovered them and then found out that they are opening for Betty Who. So it actually turns out everybody's connected, which is Loot. Do you all know Loot? L-O-O-T-E? No. I'm really into them. I'm going to put them on an upcoming B-Sides playlist, but it's like very much in the vein of like Betty Who, but also like Kimpetra's vibe, but, or like Mr. Wives, that kind of that kind of vibe. Oh, okay. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? I'm familiar. Um, I'm very, very into um, their song, Your Side of the Bed. Highly recommend. Oh, I can't okay. wait to listen. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. I've been really into this song, and I, I put it when I was um, on the Instagram account uh, by a singer named Mabel, and the song is Don't Call Me Up. And I got eyes looking my way, and everybody's on my vibe, babe. Nah, 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 nah. Don't call me up. My friend said you were It's great. It's a bop. I'm always into finding the like the pop music that's coming from not as mainstream, more indie. I feel like that's the future. That's where I want to find my pop music. Mm-hmm. And I do find a lot of that on Spotify. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. It's real. All right. Well, let's get into the top headlines of the day. Okay. With the A-sides. Welcome to the A-Sides, where we talk about top headlines of the day. Yes. And today, 
we're going to have a very special A-Sides because an album that is long awaited has dropped recently. Yeah. And it is dedicated by none other than Carly Rae Jepsen. Woo woo. Yay. Yay. Air horn. (laughs) (laughs) We're so happy. We've been waiting for this for a long time, right? And even though it came out before, like, even though it hasn't come out just now, we're doing it now because we, you know, it came out before this podcast existed, but it's not like we're going to just ignore that. It's not like we're going to come out with a podcast about pop music and just not talk about the Carly Rae album. And not talk about the song and album of the summer. Which is? Dare I say. No, I think it could be the album of the summer. The album of the summer, yeah. Do you have a song on it that you think that you're nominating now? Um, Do you think too much well, is there? Besides her, I want to get it right. I realized yeah. that when I did the Instagram takeover, I got it wrong. Something with sleeping in room. Um, oh, I want you in my room. I want you in my room. I love it. I don't yeah. know if that's going to be the main song, um, but that's my favorite song off the album, I Want You in My Room. I love that it's a sax kissed song at the you know i had to do it you did (laughs) at the end um there's a lot of good brass in this album yes yeah but it just becomes like a wild like sax solo at the very end i was like okay yes can i also note about carly ray jepson she started as a joke and she's uh, took herself out of being classified as a joke and into this like pretty famous pop star yeah i mean i think that the joke thing happened really quickly like it she she came out with a great pop song that wasn't supposed to get anywhere that big, but because of Canadian solidarity, Justin Bieber, you know, yeah. tried to promote it and wanted to be helpful. And it went immediately from, oh, everybody loves this Justin Bieber video. And actually this song is really good. The flip to this is now a joke was so quick. I don't know if it felt quick to her. I don't know if it felt quick to everybody else, but it, I remember that it felt very quick to me, but it was never a joke in my heart. And then it lasted for a lasted. long time. I remember when I was going to the emotion uh-huh. Oh my God. with a couple of my old coworkers, um, like a couple of my students at the time were making fun of us, like 16, 17 year olds. They're like, but that's the call me maybe person. And I was like, look, your brains aren't fully developed yet. So I'm going to let this slide. You haven't listened to the new album. You, you don't, don't know. you don't even know. And now I'm like, ha, cause they're now they're, they've reached their twenties and they're beginning to understand. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. What's back. your guys' favorite song off the album? Ugh, this is hard. It's hard to choose. I actually wrote down my favorite songs the other day, um, and I now disagree with them already. And mm. this was from three days ago. I wrote that my favorites were Too Much, mm. Happy Not Knowing, and Feels Right. Still mm. love them all, but Real Love has been so good to me. You know what? It really – okay, something that I think Carly Rae does really well is – payoff is like making you wait just a little and then boom and i think real love does that and it also kind of sounds like green light by lord to me hmm. it's kind of like a dun, 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 vibe it builds. It, and it builds it really builds i have a note that's very helpful for myself that says real love versus don't know what that means don't know what i was trying to remind myself but i guess just that the verses are great yeah <laughs> yeah and at the end, it cuts out, and it's, like, yeah. just her. And I think... It's, like, wild. Yeah. So my my favorites, that's one of my favorites. Want You In My Room is another favorite. Um, can we talk about you, Want You In My Room for a second more? We can, but I just want to make one yeah. slightly overarching point. Please. If I may. Right words, wrong time. And uh, now, everything he needs. I'm mm. obsessed with that one now. 
I think everything he needs is my second. It's so kooky in like an amazing way. And the, what I think about this album that's really cool is it leans so much more on her voice. Yes. Um, There's a lot of like stacked harmonies, a lot of vocal layering in a really cool way. And I love the cackling in that song. It's really (laughs) iconic. We love a Carly Rae cackle. Um, Let's return. I mean, What You My Room, I think, has now emerged as like the song that people who love pop are loving. It's definitely mm-hmm. the song I've heard people talk about the most, which is a, a nice surprise, I think, because even we were all just sharing our favorites and we didn't have a lot of overlap because there's it's all so good. It's all so worth being favorite. But OK, here's why I love the Want You My Room, because I feel like she really took the hallmarks of pop and made them like come alive. think that she's doing this on purpose of like you thought I was a pop joke and now I'm diving in but there's something about it where it's like you know she's like okay you want pop is like full of production that sounds nothing like instruments let's max out on that or like breathy vocals max out on that singers that sound like they're doing duets with themselves she's maxing out on that Mm -hmm. a bridge that sounds like a lot of computer farts Robot mm-hmm. noises. A lot of, lot of cyborg, cyborg vocals. And then which fading I love. out. Right. It's a lot of like it's 80s, like 80s-ish sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I mean, she is so good at that nostalgia. And which is, yeah, which is what she does. She's, she's just like, you want pop? Here's everything about pop. And I'm smushing it into a song. And it's almost a character of itself. But you love it and I love it. And that's why I love it. <laughs> that's interesting. And she's never, she's not one, she's not radio baiting mm-hmm. ever, you no. know? I hope not to her detriment. Like, I want these songs to do well. Right. We should, and we do, lament the gap between how good her music is and how much recognition it gets in play on the radio. But, you know, yeah. she has she has her cult following, which she is does. the three of us and then many more people. Hashtag by dedicated on iTunes, which is a real hashtag with yeah. a lot of, like, followers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a great album. It's a great album, start to finish. She put a lot of work into it. It's a lot more instrumentally interesting than I expected. Mm-hmm. There's just so much experimentation. You just you feel like you're in a room with really smart musicians just saying, what about this? Like, let's try this. Like mm-hmm. the um, there's just this really amazing breakdown at, in the end of for sure. That's just it's amazing. And it's and you just feel like you're a part of really smart people making really smart music, and then you get to listen to it. And I think it also doesn't sound like anything else that's no. out there, too. Like, she's like, you hear a song, and you're like, oh, that's Carly so Rae. Carly Rae. And we should also keep in mind that she wrote 200 songs and then had to whittle that number down to oh, 15 for this album. God. She wrote 200 songs. So please give us a dedicated B-Sides. We're ready. We need it. We're there. And I remember a year ago seeing a tweet, which I will link to, yeah. that said, it feels like there should be a new Carly Rae Jepsen album by now, morally. <laughs> and, you know, I've thought about that twice a week ever since. And now we finally have it. And we're going to need another one soon enough. So it's great that she's got 185 other songs in the bank. We could talk about Carly Rae forever. We could. And we will at some <laughs> point. We'll have a whole B-Sides part one through 17 about Carly Rae. But until that time, yes, we're going to close out the A-Sides. And get into the B-sides. So here we go.
right. So here we are to talk about the B-sides. This is really what we've gathered here today to do. Mimi, would you say you've been waiting many, many years for this moment? I've been waiting so many years (laughs) that it feels like a lot of pressure. So today, what we're going to be talking about is none other than Britney Spears. This episode, in some ways, should be called It Was Britney, Bitch. And that's what we're going to call it, because Because it was. 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 (laughs) And we're going to talk about why it was and why that matters. Why does it matter that that's what it was? And what is it now? Okay. So um, give me more, Mimi. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) No. Do it. Incorporate as many uh, singles. No, if I do, that'll just be a circus. (laughs) (laughs) Mimi. Tell us a bit about Britney. Um, okay. You can so, do whatever you want because it's your prerogative. It's your episode. Wow. Wow. That's my prerogative. Mm. It's too easy. Honestly. It's so easy because she's been in our life for so long and she she's had so many singles. Okay. Let's take it back. 20 full years ago. Mm. After what some would call an illustrious but also was probably fraught career with the Mickey Mouse Club... Um, which also involved some of our other faves, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling. Can't forget about Ryan Gosling. Yeah. People do because he didn't have a career in music, but we can't forget how good he was at dancing when he was, you know, 10 years old or whatever that was. We simply will not. No. And neither will that meme from 2013. Right. I was like, girl. <laughs> anyway, everything was so simple. Um, Brittany Jean Spears. 20 years ago, blessed us with her first single, Baby One More Time. Amazing. Dot, 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 Baby One More Time. Mm-hmm. And we were never the same. Mm-hmm. And there's an electric piano synth intro that we all recognize. It's so short, and it's the most it's recognizable nice. sound in music history ever, in my personal correct opinion. <laughs> there's nothing like it. Very much. There's nothing like it. And it goes like... Just before the beat drops in that song, that debut album was amazing. It's and so then good. and then immediately the following year, her next album, Oops, I Did It Again. Another ellipses. Or it's yes. Oops, dot, dot, dot. Together, I think that those albums earned her the title of Princess of Pop. Yes. I know that they, yes. yes, I know they made her the best-selling teen artist ever. Fact. I know they made her like the reviver of teen pop music. Fact. And I don't know. I think, did you have any thoughts about the, the ellipses? I think, yeah. I wonder if there's something, you know, hidden. I'm not necessarily saying sinister, but there's something loaded about the fact that her two first albums, which were massive and launched a career and a life that was quite complicated that have ellipses in both of them that just makes you think about taking pauses leaving mystery adding intrigue Mm. and it's just notable to me becky did you ever have that thought yeah i was gonna say that ellipses are like kind of sexy yes Mm. and like a Mm. playful way yeah like you think you know what you're getting but there's more which is what Brittany like wanted to be, you know? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. 
I'm here for it. I'm here for using punctuation in interesting ways in music titles. And it's what her managers wanted her to be too. Well, isn't also, didn't Baby One More Time, wasn't it going to be called Hit Me Baby One More Time, but the Hit Me was too graphic, so that's where the dot, dot, dot comes from. And wasn't it written with TLC in mind? I feel like I I remember this, that it was written for TLC in mind, and they were like, we're not going to have a song about hitting people. Mm -hmm. This is the, this is the Mm -hmm. anecdote I recall. Mm -hmm. And if you, like, listen to that song and think, like, it, you could, you see, you see, it's very inappropriate. You could see how, like, the actual beat and everything lends itself to being a TLC song. Yes. The music video is extremely inappropriate. Well, yes. I love the part where she's like, I love how many music videos just have like basketball in the mix. And I love that Always. she's that like the second part is just like basketball yeah. situation, but yeah, not appropriate, not appropriate. So in this era that she's in, that we're talking about right at the turn of the millennium, this is an era of boy bands. This is an era of girl groups. This is an era of, I remember thinking like very few individual artists mm-hmm. really at, at the peak of pop music. Who else, what individual was on her level? There's no was, one. There's no, no one, right? No. So some people I know would float Christina Aguilera. They would be wrong. I mean, respect for Christina. A lot of respect. It's just this it's, This was like a, a, an unprecedented and basically never repeated level of fame. Yes. I'm going to take a hot take that you might not. Uh, it might be controversial. Okay. I think Christina Aguilera has a better singing voice. Sure. Yes. I have a, yes. Sorry. Keep going. No, I was going to say like, I, perhaps she's harder to market and she like, actually had a very good voice. Yes. And a Britney's voice, you could, you know, like mold more or like, it, mm-hmm. than like Christina's like actual range. Yeah. Yes. It's like, like Mariah. Yeah, yeah. It's like Britney had a great voice on Star Search when she was. Yes. Eight or nine, and then, yeah, she was, like, directed in some sort of way. But I, I love that you brought that up, Becky, because when I I was uh, in Philly this weekend, and one of our friends from high school, Sam, said to me, and he is, like, a musician and, like, knows a lot about pop, pop culture and stuff, too. He was like, well, Christina could never be on the same level as Britney because it would be her voice is too good it would be too much about her voice and it would huh. like detract from all of the other things that like Britney yeah, was sort of wow. embodying wow and I think that's kind of exactly what you're saying and I think that's that's true and I think what Britney lacked in voice because I agree with that completely Becky she made up in dancing yeah. which I think mm-hmm. is huge and it was a huge part huge. maybe I don't know if this is what Sam was getting at um but I think that's a huge part of what led to her success is that she could she with like with her physical body do um much more than just sing and you could just play a track and let her go and you know she danced with snakes on top of her and i'm a slave for oh you mm-hmm. dancing is what i love that's what she says in that very song she doesn't say because singing is what i love actually no i've always noted that but she doesn't say in that song because singing and being a star is what i love she says dancing like i kind of feel like sometimes that you know she was really there for for dancing mm-hmm. and I think sometimes she still is too yeah so yeah cool. and that's great I mean that was that was very important that was very important so Christina so, was iconic iconic what a girl wants come on over genie in a bottle like obviously yeah, but not the, le- not the same level it's just not the same level Brittany 
the youngest person in SNL history to act as a host and musical guest at the same time. That's wild. In the year 2000. She... It was a great... It was a great year, some would say. (laughs) Others, not so much. Um, In TRL, which is the pop music slash culture pep rally Mm -hmm. that it was that it was that's That's what it was she's the she has the most still the most titles for like music most music videos to debut wow only like most uh number one retired videos trl started doing retired videos which means it's been on the countdown and we just for like 65 days or something wow um, and we have to say goodbye because, like, we need to let some other people have a chance. Wow. wow. This wow. isn't going anywhere. Yeah. You know, and and then and then we move on and the the scrutiny and the drama around her personal yeah. life was truly something. Um, but Brittany was everywhere. And as my mom has said recently, back then, Brittany was on the menu. So the bottom line here is mm-hmm. that. At the turn of the millennium, mm-hmm. Britney Spears was the pop star, the chart topper, right? the concept of what an American girl should yeah. be for better or worse. Yeah. And as I have said before, and as I've thought for many years, and as is 100% true, Britney mm-hmm. Spears single-handedly carried all of American society from one millennium to the next and that's a lot of weight for one person's shoulders that's to bear. That's too much. That's too much. When and you put it like that, that is It's too a much. lot. And if you think think of the albums, Baby One More Time and Oops I Did It Again, yeah. as forming a drawbridge. Oh no. That made traversing the transition from the nineteen nineties to the two thousands possible. That's how that's how I've been thinking about it. And she was holding up that drawbridge. She's the reason we survived Y2K. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Brittany. We owe it all to you. I made it to third grade. No wonder she had a breakdown. Exactly. Like, this is the kind of... how could she not, when you put it like that? Right. This is the kind of pressure that impels you to have a 55-hour-long marriage to a childhood (laughs) friend, and then to marry and have kids with (laughs) Kevin Federline. Yes. Like, no one in their right mind would do that. No. And I don't think that we have that anymore. I don't think that we have one person sort of, like, carrying the weight above all else no. of pop music and of what an American girl is. And that I think in many ways is a good thing. Yeah. More yes. people get to be represented in the artists we have today and see themselves in it. I don't, I would argue that some and maybe of herself that Taylor Swift would say that she is the present day like American girl pop yeah. star. She would say that. She would. And I think I I do think and maybe there'll be times to talk about Taylor Swift and like Beyonce who I think are kind of the and Ariana Grande who I think are like at that level. Mm-hmm. But I think there are a lot of factors that make the comparison different just in terms of like how singular Britney was and how Taylor right. is at that level. The ubiquity is there. Mm-hmm. And I could only analyze so much because I was literally seven when, like, during the era we're talking about. Like, I can't compare what it was like to just be someone who was consuming pop culture as much. But I think that she's just in a more crowded field. Um, yeah. And I don't think you can also ignore the fact that, like, our media landscape has changed tremendously. It's so different. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of factors that make a difference. So even if Taylor is our 
analogy for today or just like the closest we have, there's still not this just like level of pressure. Um, and then I think probably what you're going to get us to is, le- is the amount of privacy that mm-hmm. Brittany was not afforded that Taylor in an era where we have so much more public facing like ways to get to our artists has still maintained, maintained a level of privacy that we never allowed Brittany and that yeah. she kind of built into. But I think with all the social media and things like that, it actually, you can control your narrative way more than you could have when Britney was in 2000 because she still had, like, there was some media reporting out on her, but it's much, much harder to control. There was no way that she could then just be on, like, on Instagram live being like, no, I'm actually, like, fine. I'm just filming, like, whatever. Like, my divorce to Kevin Federline is, like, totally normal, you know? It's just all we saw were the photos of her shaving her head. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we haven't gotten there yet. I want to get there because I, I don't know where Mimi's going to take. Okay. How, we can, we can go. We there. can go wherever we go. Okay, I don't, good, I don't need to, I don't need to, I trust you, you. know, <laughs> um, no, that's completely fair. Like, right. Back then, Brittany and some other people like her were, were ubiquitous, but their, their images and their evolutions happened in different arenas and ones over which they had less control. Um, I was always thinking like, okay, music videos, concerts, obviously, like that's their, that's their art interviews. Um, Award shows were huge, like magazines, magazine covers, things like that were huge. Um, Reality shows with Kevin Federline. Oh my goodness. At some point, misstep. But those were, (laughs) those were huge for a lot of people back then. Yeah. Um, And that was kind of the only way that she could control like, her narrative was through that she wasn't afforded as many options back then the way that Taylor is actively choosing to be private, but she can do that because she can, can control what she sends yeah. out. Yes. Brittany couldn't do that. Yeah. There was no avenue for her to do that. Yeah. Right. All she, right. And, and all of these, like, I just feel like the paparazzi relationship yeah, was so wild. different back then than it is now and particularly for her it was just like so fraught and so and what I forgot until you sent around this Rolling Stone article from 2008 about Britney that reminded me of a ton of things either I didn't know or had forgotten is that she dated someone from the paparazzi Mm -hmm. honestly I blacked that out Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you did it again (laughs) you Um, done did it again I forgot about that and that just um and that there was you know the the part in her life when she was clearly, you know, going through a lot was kind of like having this very bizarre and I think um, totally, I don't think has ever been replicated the relationship she had with the paparazzi where she would go out on like hour long just races to like chase, have them chase her all around the city and like do wild things and beat Mm -hmm. their cars with umbrellas and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things that she did. And I also was thinking about that not to get us off to a tangent, but um, I was thinking about that, how she was doing that in not so long after Princess Diana was killed yes. doing that kind of car. Not I mean, not, not on purpose, but like it, involved in a paparazzi car crash. And um, that was still very much, I mean, it was almost 10 years later or it was 10 years later, but I just, you know, Brittany knew what she was doing and the danger she was in. And that yes. was like a wild relationship with the paparazzi. I can't believe. I would say like, the the center of the Venn diagram of Britney Spears and Princess Diana is just that. It's just that. It's, it's just, just that. right. It's just this and like being princesses. 
being princesses and having these like very fraught relationships with yeah. the paparazzi yeah. um, where they just don't even treat them like yeah. people at all. Yeah. I think the paparazzi too, it's interesting because like it is a symbiotic relationship. Like she wouldn't be Britney Spears if she didn't have the paparazzi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is what, okay. I highlighted this part of the article because I literally couldn't believe it that at some point the paparazzi agency estimated this is from Rolling Stone 2008, that she comprised up to 20% of their coverage for the past year. Yep. Are you kidding me? 20%. And that, and, and, and that basically like they're talking about how all these media outlets could hire people only because Britney was bringing in so much money for them. And then when she went through a period where she didn't record anything for three years, mm-hmm. the way she was making money was by selling pictures selling pictures, baby pictures, yeah. selling uh, marriage pictures. I had forgotten about all of this. So Becky, exactly. She knew what she, she, you know, she was like, okay, if you're going to feed on me, I'm going to fucking feed on you. How different is that now? How we see like B-list celebrities selling their own clothes on Poshmark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? Which I have bought Debbie Ryan's shirt. For those of you who know oh, Debbie God. Ryan, it's a great shirt. I could tell it was going to be comfortable. It was $20. And now I have a Debbie Ryan shirt. Don't judge me. But, I mean, but it's like that kind of, that's what kind of annoys me about like, this is even more off like influencers or not influencers, but like reality stars who are like annoyed by certain things about fans. And it's like, that's, you wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for like the paparazzi and the fans through that. Mm -hmm. Same with Britney. Yeah. And I feel like the one hand you can criticize, like, and I do, you know, when I'm reading back this history of Britney, it's easy to be like, Brittany, you fell into their trap. And it's also really easy to see how, you know, someone could be in that position and say, if they're exploiting me, and they are, I'm going to exploit them right back because I know, you know, what they're what they're doing. Yeah, but also, like, who can blame her? She grew up as a child star. Exactly. Like, exactly. This is the only world she's ever known. Exactly. I think she's doing the best she can. Now? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She's, like... It, I can't speak from obvious experience, but I imagine that being in the limelight your entire life really messes you up I and mean, you probably get addicted. But I also like, we know Instagram on a very micro level that you get addicted to the affirmation that you get from putting up a photo and getting likes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I can only imagine that what it is on a huge, large scale of being a celebrity and like craving that attention must really fuck you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you can tell that like the people like even Lindsay Lohan, who I think maybe was the equivalent on the acting yeah. side, not exactly, but perhaps in terms mm-hmm. of like the American princess at this time um, and how many people have gone through, have gone through fame. I'm saying it as if it's a disease, but perhaps it is or condition yeah. have gone through fame and come out the other side incredibly unhealthy in a way that makes you it's just very clear that um, that you, you can't go through fame at this scale and come out unscathed it's Mm -hmm. just it's impossible and the way that we frame how they're going through it or how Mm -hmm. they're handling it and whose fault it is if they're having issues the culpability is like very much dependent on the cultural moment that we're in and it's like really sort of like a mirror back on to what our priorities are like in 2008 yeah it was like it was all britney's fault it sort of seemed like (laughs) yeah that's how but we were framing it. Right? Yeah, that's how we were framing it. Um, yeah. I don't think it's not until illness, seriously. And 
we are better at that now, maybe 10 years later, but still not as much. And that, yeah, you're correct. And that it's quick to blame the person for it and not understand that she's probably very sick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 And when someone falls from grace in the immediate aftermath of that, all you see is that they fell. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it gets put on them. But now looking back later, we can be like, oh, wait this like a lot of this was was foisted upon her yes and i do think like examples that you can show that we have made progress and we still have a lot more to go um is the ways that we talked about britney when she was incredibly sick and um like around 2007 2008 versus 10 years later when demi lovato Mm -hmm. goes through an overdose and while she's demi was not the american princess that Britney was she did not have the pressure put upon her but she was a Disney star she was forced to be a role model she went through you know like that she certainly had a lot of pressure and the pressures of celebrity yeah for sure. um and I think that there was a lot of you know I did way too much of like reading the comments seeing some shit it was not great but I think collectively <laughs> we did better mm-hmm. <laughs> um in terms of acknowledging and part of that came from Demi herself Mm-hmm. Right, right before she um, overdosed, she put out a song called "Sober" about her, not or, you know, and basically kind mm-hmm. of inviting us to just empathize with her as a human. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I think you know that's going. Um, that's e- even her creating that song is reflective of, of a society that is better equipped to talk about mental illnesses. But man, do we still have a long way to go? We really do. We really do. Can I go back to the point about, um, like, the one person versus the mm-hmm. many? Please. Okay. So something that I think about it is, a lo- is a lot of times, and Mimi, when you were writing your your notes for this episode, you were naming some of the um, pop stars that are kind of at the level of, at the huge level. You know, Becky, we were talking about Taylor. We mentioned Beyonce. People also name, like, Lady Gaga, Ariana, Adele, Rihanna, Katy Perry, Demi, Selena, right? These people. And I'm always interested, so I have a hypothesis I'd like to test with you, that when people list those, it's it's those people, and they're all, most of them except for Ariana, have been around for at least 10 years, specifically since around 2008, 9, and 10. Ariana came to the scene t- 2014, so, you know, it's been about five years. And I always have been wondering, and I'll only know with age, I think, um, I've been wondering if we name those cr- that crew of people because it takes about 10 years to get to that level? Or do we name those people because there was something that happened that stopped happening in 2010-ish that people no longer can get to that level? And I wonder this sometimes, because even like, you know, we've talked on this show about Shawn Mendes. He has some of the biggest songs in the entire world. I still think if you talk to a lot of people, they can't name a single Shawn Mendes song. They just can't. But he would, I think in another era, he would be at that level. So I think that I, I just, I, I wonder about that, that. So it's sort of like a, so it's sort of like there was like a cohort that yes. over some number of years in the aughts and perhaps a little bit right. in this decade came up, not all together, but right. there was, there was a space open for like a cohort of people to rise to that level. Yeah. And that that space, they're sort of like taking up all the oxygen in the in the 
like superstar space and none of them are relinquishing it. They're not. <laughs> I, I wonder, right. I wonder like one way to read the last 20 years is that, you know, in the late nineties and early aughts, there was one to two, maybe three major stars. Then, you know, late aughts, we get 10. Now we have 20, 30, 40. And then now it'll, next it'll be 50. That's like one way of looking at it. Another is that history just has us remember only a few at a time. Mm-hmm. And in 10 years, we'll remember Sean Mendez as a huge star or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I, I just wonder about that. Like I, like I, you know, Dua, Dua Lipa is someone who like, I think in a different era would be like the pop princess. But still, I talked to my boss about her the other day. She was like, who's that? I was like, how do you not know who Dua Lipa is? But she doesn't know who Dua Lipa is. And she would know a song if she... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So I just wonder. I wonder about that. Okay. Anyway. That's interesting. Well, as we as we talk about all of these different pop stars who are now sort of sharing the limelight. Yeah. And a lot of them are reaping the rewards of being famous. They yeah. have their music out there. They have their fan bases. Yeah. They are doing their art. They're making a lot of money. Uh, but they also don't have that pressure. So we don't know mm. how things will turn out for them. What we do know is that we've seen a lot in the news lately about Britney. Yes. And her conservatorship with her father that's been going on yeah. since, I believe, 2008. Yeah. Um, and all of this beyond speculation now, essentially that she's sort of trapped and a lot of her fans forever fans are, are advocating for her, um, because her father who's now very ill is like solely in charge of her because her lawyer who was the other Mm -hmm. conservatorship person, conservator, like, pieced out a few years ago, yeah. right? So now it's just this dad who has a history of Pretty addiction recently. and abuse. Yes. And, and her and her lawyer's name was Wallet, which is stupid. And the judge's name is Penny. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like out of a like Amanda Bynes like skip. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is close to Amanda Bynes. Like the the difference for me, I guess, is that Amanda Bynes, I think we've seen over and over, has like a very serious mental illness yeah. now. Um, and I, I'm sure there are some weird things going on with the way that her money's being handled too, and things like that. But with Brittany, it's like, we don't even know. Like it's, it, it, I think what we can't know and what it feels, there's like a dangerous line that we don't want to cross that we have discussed the three of us that we mm -hmm. don't want to cross about like speculating on someone's mental health, Mm -hmm. but there is this, but it's also we, we want to know if we should be worried about her or not. And if, if she needs anything from us, you know, what she posted on Instagram that she didn't need anything from us, but then we worried, was she being coerced into that? And, um, yeah. but I, I did not realize, um, up until recently, um, because I think I knew about the conservatorship, mm-hmm. which I still, I feel like I say it like, um, I feel like I I'm not say saying it, it incorrectly um, all the yeah. time. Um, it's, it's much more restrictive than I realized. And it's much less frequently used than I realized that it's really not used for adults who are functional, yes, which, no. you know, which she is, although that's where the speculation starts is like, how functional is she? Is she just going through the daily routines of, you know, putting on a hit 
show and taking care of her kids and posting on social media, but is like the functionality not actually there that, and we're not able to see that and we're not privy to that. Um, and that's where I feel like it's not our, it's not our business. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, part of why this is coming out in the news is because recently she, it came to light that she asked a judge to end the conservatorship. Mm-hmm. So the speculation is if she's asking and seriously, I mean, it's apparently really not used for people who are not like a billion years old and dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not for people who literally are like going on world tours. Right. Or I guess she's not going on a world tour right now, but it's highly functional. Well, we talked about this earlier, but I, I really do like, I, I think that she probably has some kind of mental illness because A, who doesn't? And it probably didn't, wasn't treated when she was younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they, her family wanted her to be famous and they, I don't, I don't know enough research. I should have done more maybe perhaps, but if they, how much they relied on her for money. A hundred percent. Apparently mm-hmm. they filed for bankruptcy to like some very short amount of time before she um, got accepted to Mickey Mouse Club. Right. So, so like, they used her for money and I, you know, they probably would bury that under the rug. Yeah. And keep her doing her shows, doing whatever her residency yeah. in Vegas and got to be too much. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, there's so much that she went through that seriously, you, you can't come out the other end unscathed, but there mm-hmm. still is like, you know, you can be someone who has struggles, who has, um, who has diagnosable and, and diagnosed mental illnesses that you're working through yeah. and not have a conservatorship. Right. Right. Yeah. That's where the line is. I think is a little wild. And the, one of the pieces of speculation that I feel like is fun, but a little dangerous, but is kind of fun, um, is that when she posted quite recently um, a video of herself dancing to Michael Jackson, did you all hear about this conspiracy? Mm-hmm. Um, that people realized, I, I don't think it's speculation, I'm team, this is the truth, mm-hmm. that it's a video from about a year ago, because there's a year, a year ago she posted a video wearing the exact same outfit, mm-hmm. like looking exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So that someone else is using her Instagram account to make it seem like she's doing okay when she's actually not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just want yeah. Brittany to be okay. We want yeah. all the celebrities to be okay because we feel we are complicit in their <laughs> struggles. Yeah. And we support Brittany. We support And Brittany. we appreciate everything she's done and the way that she literally carried us. We wouldn't this be millennium. Here. We would not be here without her. No. And so we want to be here for her yes. now as much as we can. We do. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep our eyes, you know, on her, but also off her if, um, if that's what she would prefer. As much as she sees fit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, as exactly. Much as she sees fit because we know that, you know, all of us, um, paying too much attention to her could be a little bit toxic. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. I'm just really in the zone here. <sighs> So I didn't plan any of these. I really just want that to be clear. I'm very proud of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud. <laughs> That's great. It was just me against the music. It was. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. The world is spinning. She it keeps was. on winning. But tell me, what happens when it stops? When it stops. Oh, my goodness. All right. We love you, Brittany. We do. It was Brittany, bitch. It was. And in some ways, it always will be. In some ways, it absolutely always will be. Okay, let's go to the U-Sides.
All right. So those were the B sides. Now here we are in the U sides where we ask you a question. You! <laughs> we ask you a question every time to see what you have to say about this topic that we are talking about mm-hmm. here. And so we got into the Facebook group, we did. which you should all join if you haven't already, but perhaps you have. And thank you if so. Um, and we asked you a question about this topic. So at the dawn of the 21st century or when you were growing up, do you remember ever thinking, wow, this artist is everywhere? And if so, who were you thinking of when yeah. you had that thought? Um, and we got a few responses that we'd like to share. So Sarah said Spice Girls for sure. Yes. Yeah. Right. I honestly think I, although I like consume the Spice Girls, I do think I was literally one year too young for the Spice Girls. Me too. Actually. Like, or two, like one to two yeah. years. Like I was really little. Um, I don't we think I the same understood. I don't feel too young. Okay. Then never mind. <laughs> I feel I was like sheltered. I was just coming into cognition of like I everything. Like I didn't get it. Like, I didn't understand what they meant to the world. <laughs> world power. That was their message. Very easy to consume. Becky was like, I'm six. One day I'm running for Congress. So I fucking get it. This is my message. This was easy to consume. Yeah, that actually, for six-year-old Becky, I can really picture that. I love that a lot. <laughs> so a different Sarah and Sam both said Britney Spears. There you go. Been through that. There it We've is. We've all been there. Oh, Sam. <laughs> yes. Our thesis has been validated. Yet another Sarah said Backstreet Boys. Also, also true. Everywhere. But so, as a group. So like, you know. I do think at some point we need to have a subset, a subgroup in the Facebook group of the Sarahs who are fans of the B-Size because there are so many. Mm-hmm. Also shout out to my friend Tal's podcast called Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah, where... Wow. They interview different Sarahs or Sarahs every week because in their lives, because there are literally so many and it's mm-hmm. really funny. Mm-hmm. Back to back. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Alt right. Back to back. Alt right. Oh, no, that's dark. That was so dark. That was the real millennium. Yeah. <sighs> Next, what else okay. people say? So, so let's do one more. Okay. Brett said Nickelback. Hell yeah. So true. this photograph. It's my favorite one. You just want <laughs> it. makes me laugh. Yeah. That's not what it sounds <laughs> like. That is what it sounds like. <laughs> I love the meme. Oh, man. That's just, well, it, maybe it was pre-memes, but it was like that YouTube video where it's just like, look at this graph. <laughs> So one of the married Avril divorced Avril. Oh, right. Yeah. And that's and then one area. And then when Avril yeah. had those dead, not dead rumors. Yes. Oh, we yeah. probably should do a whole episode. Yeah, we'll get, it. we'll get it. Because we could do a conspiracy theory episode because there yeah. is a Britney Spears conspiracy that what's yeah. the name of the person who people think is the singer behind Britney Spears? She's named remember. someone. Okay. There's a conspiracy that Britney does not do oh, this. You guys know that Nickelback was formed in 1995. Oh, late to the party, friends. Yeah, yeah. No, I did not know that. Just yeah. it just took a little while for everyone yeah. to get on board. So, honestly, I'm more bigger fan of that. You remind me. Oh, mm, yeah. That's a great song. That's a that's like a really that's like a really really good song though. Really actually, good. this is how you remind me. 
might take you for this. I can't I tell care. if we're kidding, but I can't no. tell if I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Mimi's not kidding. I'm not kidding. I will How it kind of builds? Like, yeah. oh my god. That song's actually really good. It's before everyone was making fun of Nickelback. Yeah, I feel bad for They that. have an upcoming 10th studio album coming out. Well, wow. Okay, I don't when, need 10 of those. Chad Kroger is no longer... Oh, wait, no, no, sorry. Though Chad Kroger conceded there was no timeline or rush, but they have an album coming out. Okay. I love to concede. No timeline. <laughs> But they are desired to move into a more heavy metal direction. Okay. I don't need that. They're like, don't fuck anyway, with us. We're heavy metal now. Good update, Becky. Thank, thank you. Thank you. You remind me of I really yeah. that's a that's a bop and it's a jam. So and it's, you know what? That I want to karaoke that song. Okay. I'm I want to karaoke that song. Okay. Can we that's do it? brave. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Good We're gonna do it. Yep. That's great. So Thank you, everyone. Thank that you. is our show. Yes. Um, we love talking to each other and to you. We do. So follow us on Instagram at listen to the B-Sides. On Twitter at the B-Sides pod. Yep. And join our Facebook group by searching the B-Sides or going to bit.ly slash the B-Sides FB group. And also email us with questions and ideas at listen to the b-sides at gmail.com. Do it. Subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. Do it. Five stars, please, if you don't mind. It would be such a treat. And when you do that, to let us know that you're coming right from this episode, please, if you can, try to fit a Britney Spears <laughs> song or album or other lyric and yes. we're not we're not picky we'll we'll figure it out yes um yes. we'd really appreciate that so it would be great if it was like five stars this podcast made me black out <laughs> <laughs> and then people who were reading it would be like i don't know what to make of this but i see the five stars so i'm here for it and i will subscribe to this podcast this looks, this looks complex in a good way it does great five stars this podcast is a circus I yeah, there tell. it is there it is. Nailed it. All eyes on this podcast in the center of the ring, just like a circus. It makes so as just, much sense as a song. These are just some of the great ideas we're giving you. If you see Jamie. Yeah. Oh, I want to see that. Never forget. Never forget Sleepover with Tanake. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. forget. Mm-hmm. I went to the Circus uh, World Tour. You did? I did. Did you? Like 2009 or seven, eight, eight or seven, whatever that wow. was. Yeah. Was it good? Uh, yeah. And then I got food poisoning um, from eating a hot dog. So I really remember that more. But yeah, it was good. My friends took me for my like 15th birthday or whatever that was. So cool. That's great. It was, it was good. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Amazing. But yes, definitely subscribe. That's the, the moral of that story. Yep. And yeah, we'll see it. you in two weeks. Yes. So. Until the next time we cut through the feeling, I'm Mimi. I'm Hedazo. And I'm Becky. Bye. Bye.